this political coliseum, we slay the rising beast with the fateful sword of truth that transcends hypocrisy and censorship. It's time to unleash yourself from the tyrants of media propaganda on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. This is Unleashed, the political news hour. Welcome to Unleashed, the political news hour. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson. Today on Unleashed, we're going to talk about justice and injustice and downright thievery. We're going to discuss theft and how the taxpayer is being fleeced daily. And we will discuss some of the vehicles used to steal large sums of money from you and from me, namely domestic and foreign aid programs and government contracts. It's really just organized crime run by government mobsters, and we're all in the middle of it. We're also going to discuss the corrupt justice system. And it all melts down from the top from the Department of Justice, and that's in Washington, of course. And uh, that's uh, Merrick Garland's baby right now, Merrick Garland. Uh, Really, it's a two-tiered injustice system that's run by judiciary mobsters. And we will discuss how the greatest city in the world, New York City, has been brought to its knees by rampant abuse of its legal system and by an influx of illegals and criminals who are there to fleece businesses and taxpayers just as much as the government officials and judiciary mobsters are there to fleece businesses and taxpayers. I'm going to start with a quote from Bertrand Russell. Some of us know who Bertrand Russell was, uh, but I'm going to explain. Bertrand Russell was a British mathematician, philosopher, and public intellectual. He uh, lived between 1872 and 1970. In fact, February 2nd of this year was the anniversary of his death in 1970. Um, He had influence on mathematics, logic, set theory, and uh, various areas of analytic philosophy. And he was one of the greatest logicians of the 20th century. Bertrand Russell said, Although everybody who was in any degree progressive recognized the evils of oligarchy through the past history of mankind, many progressives were taken in by an argument for a new kind of oligarchy. We, the progressives, so runs the argument, are the wise and the good. We know what reforms the world needs. If we have power, we shall create a paradise. And so, 
narcissistically hypnotized by contemplation of their own wisdom and goodness, they proceeded to create a new tyranny more drastic than any previously known. That was the great Bertrand Russell, folks. And that was from his piece called The Impact of Science on Society. Well, people, we are witnessing a planned, controlled demolition and systematic fleecing of our economy and our system by corrupt Democrats, by feckless rhinos, by the World Economic Forum's central bank policy, and by a criminal cartel of nefarious foreign influences. This hodgepodge cartel, very well organized as it is, rolled out and used a deadly pathogen to put a stranglehold on the world in order to enact what they called the Great Reset, the plan to establish a new world order and one world government. It sought and seeks still to hollow out the taxpaying middle class and to use their money to bribe votes and fabricate new voters. And we're seeing it all in real time. It seeks to destroy sovereignty and individual currencies in the process while impoverishing the world and controlling every aspect of people's lives. Now, Bertrand Russell didn't write that, I did. Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, has stated their goal openly. You will own nothing and you will be happy, he said. Let me say it like Klaus says it. You will own nothing and be happy. This is the mantra of the Great Reset, which is actually the title of Schwab's book. Have you read it? Have you seen it? It's called The Great Reset. It's a plan whereby the self-proclaimed elites like Schwab and others and the globalists who all meet in Davos every year uh, determine your destiny and impoverish the world under a globalist, socialist, dictatorship. Inflation due to artificial manipulation of supply chains, which we've seen very recently, is now pushing 10%. And if you haven't noticed, the prices for basic necessities are going through the roof. The average family is having a hard time making ends meet, folks. Around the edges of the economy, things are beginning to deteriorate. The middle class is being gutted by inflation. Higher food and fuel costs, gasoline has doubled, higher insurance costs, and of course, higher taxes. Government regulations are also choking small businesses, and interest rates have nearly tripled. Small businesses are the lifeblood of our economy, and they provide a lion's share of our national employment. Most people work for small companies. They don't work for big companies. Most people are employed by small companies. 
and small businesses have been wiped out by policies, regulations, and of course, the COVID lockdowns, and they have never fully recovered. Meanwhile, big businesses have thrived. On balance, they've thrived. But even they are now feeling the deleterious effects of Biden and the Democrats' destructive policies. Now, did you see in the news recently? Home Depot came out with earnings this week, and uh, they just released those earnings and revenue numbers. And those numbers that came out were telling because they were lower. You know, the Wall Street came out and said, well, uh, Home Depot met uh, earnings expectations. Well, <laughs> the numbers they came out with were lower than last year, same quarter. Okay. So those expectations were pretty low because Home Depot's numbers were lower than last quarter. Management said that they've been impacted by a ton of theft called shrinkage in the industry. In the retail industry, it's called shrinkage. And that shrinkage comes from criminals stealing big ticket items. And apparently they're using the self-checkout terminals to steal. So they're underscanning is is basically what they're doing. They bring a bunch a cart full of stuff and then they only scale the, the scan of a few of the things and they they throw it all in the cart and nobody's at the door minding the store. And it's not just Home Depot. Walmart, Target, Walgreens, CVS, Macy's, and others are all now experiencing huge losses from massive theft by unscrupulous individuals and gangs of thieves. And some of those gangs of thieves, we find out, are illegal aliens that have come to the North and and to California and other places, and they have rings, uh, theft rings, where they're stealing things, and then they're uh, fencing those things or cashing them out or selling them in the black market, and they're taking that cash and they're coming to Florida to spend the money. I talked about this in my last program. So they're coming to Florida to spend the money. Why aren't they stealing in Florida and then just spending the money in Florida? Well, some of these thieves were interviewed. And they said, why, why don't you just steal in Florida? And they said, well, in Florida, we get arrested and put in prison. In these other states like New York, they just let us go. And then we have, of course, and, uh, you know, this sort of belies that, uh, that, that little tale I just told you, open borders and manipulated refugee crises that have weakened our nation and others. And they've strained resources here and all around the world. I mean, you look what's going on in Europe, and they've, they've got the same kind of problems we have. Okay. Worse than that. As illegals pour across our borders from the north as well as the south. Yes, you didn't know that they were coming from the north. I just saw an article in the in 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 the news uh, feed just this week that said that Vermont residents are seeing, you know, near the Vermont border of Canada, they're seeing uh illegals coming across the border and these illegals are coming from all over different places, Asia, China, 
uh, all sorts of places that, you know, and how, how are they getting into our country? They're coming through Canada. So what's Trudeau been doing? Maybe he's aiding and abetting this globalist unleashing of illegals all over the world to, uh, to sort of replace the citizens. And the politicians in Washington and in the blue states like New York are clamoring over themselves to give these people the keys to the city and a lot of cash, a lot of our cash, okay, and maybe even the keys to your home. As we saw in New York, they're encouraging people to take in the refugees. These people are not asylum seekers, folks. They're not refugees. They're illegals. They broke in the back door of our country. And they're here to take, okay? They're here to take. If you made them work, they'd all go back to their own countries. A lot of them would. Some of them work. Maybe some of them would work. But most of them would not. Here we left. <laughs> here, So we're left talking about illegals. Uh, and, and the media is calling them migrants, okay? And there was just a recent article um, talking about New York and the so-called migrants. But before we, uh, we go into that article, we're going to, we got a, about a minute left. We're going to go to a break. And um, I want you to understand that, that AmericaOutloud.news brings you the best of the top stories. And we have great sponsors. And I'd like you to listen to our sponsors during the break and, you know, patronize our sponsors. They have great products. And I'm sure you can use some of the products as I do. I use Cofix RX nasal spray, for example. It's a triple action formula. They have a nasal and throat spray. And it's got povidone iodine in it, xylitol, and vitamin D3. And what it does is it cleanses germs, bacteria, viruses, and particulates from your respiratory system. And it's made in the good old USA. So we're going we're gonna to go to the break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the growing migrant crisis and some other key stories. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. 
You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use Cofix RX because it works. Welcome back, folks. This is Unleashed, the political news hour, and I'm your host, Bruce Robertson. Before we went to the break, we were talking about illegals and the refugee crisis that has weakened our nation and others and strained our resources worse than ever. Um, I was called to an article this week. Um, in uh, First of all, I was called to two articles, and the two articles sort of um, position this story a little bit differently, and I wanted to point that out to you. The one article is with the Associated Press, and, um, you know, of course, they're all, they're the fact-checking organization, right? And the article says, migrants in New York City will receive prepaid debit cards, not credit cards, for designated goods. And um, that was a February 6th article. And uh, so it was a fact-check article, and the claim was that New York City is giving credit cards to migrants living in the U.S. And they fact-checked it, and they said, oh, no, New York City's not giving credit cards to the migrants. They're launching a pilot program that will provide the migrants with prepaid debit cards to buy only food and baby supplies, said a spokesperson for the mayor, Mayor Adams of New York. Uh, participants will be allowed to shop with the cards at bodegas, grocery stores, supermarkets, and convenience stores. The goal is to cut costs, officials said. Isn't that amazing? The way they twist the language is just amazing. The facts, as uh, Associated Press presents them, uh, they say this. They say, amid a massive influx of migrants to New York City, social media users are misrepresenting the new program with false claims about the type of aid participants will receive. Will receive. Um, you know, and there were posts saying that lunatic Democrats are handing out credit cards to foreigners while Americans are struggling. Okay. And, uh, you know, okay, these, these, uh, these, these posts went viral on uh, X. Um, and, uh, you know, and they talked about some of the Facebook posts and so forth. But uh, but they said, you know, the migrants will get prepaid debit cards as part of the New York pilot program. Pilot program. Notice it's a pilot program, not credit cards, which will, they will only be permitted to purchase food and baby supplies at certain types of retailers. Um, they say the cards are a possible replacement for non-perishable food boxes that the city was currently handing out to migrants. The cards will be loaded, they say, with an average of $12.52 per person per day for 28 days, according to Kayla Mamalak, a spokesperson for New York City Mayor Eric Adams. 
uh, SNAP and WIC, the two federally funded health and nutrition programs, already use similar prepaid cards to dole out benefits. Okay, so far so good. New York City has allocated, listen to this, $53 million to the pilot program. Okay, here we go. Which officials say will save $600,000 per month and $7.2 million annually. I don't know how they come up with those numbers. The program will also allow migrants to purchase food and baby supplies. There they go with the food and baby supplies again, right? They're hitting hard that 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 topic. It's food and baby supplies. It's just, so everybody goes, oh, it's just food and baby supplies. Adams said this at a press conference that beyond savings, officials hope that using the cards at area retailers will help stimulate the local economy. So while they're taxing you to death in New York City, they're taking that money and giving it to illegals that should be there. And then they're hoping that that will stimulate the local economy to make up for the fact that they're taxing you to death. Uh, about 35 minutes into the press conference, Adams addressed the veracity of the claims spreading online. He, he said, we need to dispel the rumor that we're giving American Express cards to everyone. That's just not true. Well, credit cards and debit cards are two very different types of payment methods. That's true. Uh, you know, using a credit card, the consumer borrows money and they have to repay it on a certain due date. Debit cards are linked to a bank account. means you don't have to pay anything back. It's just money for you, okay? Prepaid debit cards must be loaded by a bank with money before they can be used. Uh, so it's prepaid, prepaid cards. Now, the, the bank that they're using, and I'll get into this with the second article that I found, is Mobility Capital Finance, or MoCAFI, the company that New York City is partnering with to launch the program. They confirmed to the Associated Press that the cards are not credit cards, okay? They said the program is expected to begin later this month. If the program is successful, the city will expand it. That means more money, right? This is part of uh, Associated Press's efforts to address widely shared misinformation and uh, fact check uh, this, the stories that are being posted online and work with outside companies and organizations to add factual context, context to misleading content circulating, circulating online. That's the official um, corporate uh, line from Associated Press, known sometimes as Associated Depress. Um, but, but here's the thing. The New York Post had a very different article about this. Inside Mayor Adams' migrant debit card boondoggle, a no-bid bank gets $50 million, and illegal border crossers get up to $10,000 each. And uh, there was an article by Nicole Galinas, who's been really good uh, for the Post. I have to give her credit. She's been great as a reporter and an investigative journalist. And... Uh, so in that article, she said it takes money to make money, as the old saying goes. And apparently it also takes money, as much as $53 million, 
to give money away. Earlier this month, the Post broke the story that Mayor Eric Adams is giving out prepaid cash cards to migrants. Unusually for the mayor, Adams didn't publicize this story himself, and his administration for nearly a month failed to correct several public misperceptions about it. One misperception is that the program allows the city to give out just $50 million to migrants. No wonder the mayor's been quiet. This debit card program, if you read the actual contract, which I'm sure nobody did, I wonder even if the Associated Press read the actual contract, um, has the potential, this program has the potential to become an open-ended, multi-billion dollar Bermuda Triangle of disappearing, untraceable cash used for any purpose. There's the rub right there. It will give migrants up to $10,000 each in taxpayer money with no ID check, no background check, no restrictions, and no fraud control. When the Post exposed the mayor's debit card program earlier this month, the mayor's office spun it as a money-saving program to solve a problem. You know, after all, we have to spend money to save money. Double talk. Migrants staying in hotels is the problem because migrants staying in hotels don't eat all of their food, apparently. So the city was giving food to migrants, but the migrants weren't eating all their food. So their solution was to launch a program and let's throw $53 million plus at it. So um, DocGo, the city's no-bid emergency contractor to provide migrants with three meals a day, okay? So they've got all these no-bid contractors, right? They just say, you're going to be the anointed one, and we're going to give you all this money, and you're going to provide the program. And where these guys come from, who knows? They could be somebody's brother-in-law, right? But DocGo provides migrants with three meals a day. That's what they've been doing. And they've been saying they've throw they've been throwing away up to 5,000 meals a day, wasting $7.2 million a year. Well, we don't know if that's true or not. I'm sure there's no audit of this, all right? This is just a number that's thrown out there to make it look like they're going to save money by spending money. Um, some of the food is inedible, inedible, as they say, Um expired or rotten, and other food doesn't meet migrants' dietary needs. You know, some of them are Muslims, for example. They're getting ham sandwiches. Uh, providing mass-scale meals completely and competently and with options for specific needs like halal, you see, and kosher and vegan and non-gluten isn't that hard. The school system does it, airlines do it, hospitals and jails do it, so why can't DocGo do it? It wouldn't be that difficult for the city to solve this problem. On-site city auditors could refuse to pay for meals that are objectively inedible with visible mold, for example, or expired labeling. But here we go. New York City instead launches a $53 million program a pilot program to hand out prepaid car uh, cards to migrant families. Instead of assuring that its existing no-bid emergency contractor fulfills its contracted duty to provide edible food, 
the Adams administration thought they would solve the problem by retaining a new no-bid emergency contractor to provide a service with far more scope for waste, fraud, and abuse than stale ham sandwiches, uh, and by which they would be giving out potentially billions of dollars of hard cash with few questions asked. Which vendors did the city's Housing Preservation and Development Department consider for this contract? as qualified to provide this complex new financial service, the new program. I mean, uh, surely they, they went to five big banks, providers, you know, New York City's full of big banks, uh, Citicorp, Chase, you know, many others that uh, that they could go to to provide a debit card program, right, at, at favorable terms. No, New York City's home to hundreds of top-tier financial services and public benefits providers. It's a dream of a competitive bidding pool uh, to ensure that the city gets a good price as well as strong protection against fraud and abuse, but no! <laughs> Housing Preservation and Development, HPD of New York, considered only one contractor based in Newark, New Jersey. And it's called Mobility Capital Finance, MoCap Phi, which also has an office in Harlem, of all places. Well, Harlem's a good place to uh, open up a storefront and run some money through, isn't it? Uh, but HBD considered that anyway, only one, no bidding process necessary. And MoCap Phi was founded by a, a, a person called Wool Coxum, who is a former managing director at J.P. Morgan Chase, who said the deal, the, I'm sorry, the death of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri in 2014 inspired him to serve the underbanked and narrow the racial wealth gap. Well, there's a familiar theme for us. So we know how he got the job. How did HPD choose Mobility Capital? The contract makes it quite clear. Mobility Capital was referred to HPD by City Hall. Hmm. What kind of experience did Mobility Capital, a.k.a. MoCafi, bring to this complex endeavor? Anyone? None. As HPD helpfully notes, on a listing, quote, I'm quoting now, on a listing of prior related emergency large contracts, MoCafi, Mobility Capital, is a new provider of emergency services for HPD. Mobility Capital's only city experience, HPD noted, is they call it small-scale support of the city's participatory budget program. What does that mean? That means they, they agree with the budget program and that's it? That's how they got the job? That's how they get a $53 billion pilot program that could go to billions? What's going on here, folks? The company's broader nationwide experience is as a platform for prepaid third-party debit cards and bank accounts 
marketed to minorities. It doesn't say here how successful they are or unsuccessful in doing these things or how many of these cards and bank accounts they provide. Where did City Hall find this company? The only clue comes from a stray off-the-cuff comment that Adams made, uh, Mayor Adams made at a reception earlier this month. He called Mobility Capital a minority business that we met on the campaign trail. Little did we know, he said, that God is going to say, there's going to be a crisis and you're going to have to meet them. And it's going to cost us money to put investment in our community. This is the word they always use, investment. Investment means spending your money and not being, uh, not being accountable for any of it. I've seen that in New York City all too many times. A year ago, the Adams administration was already eager to find something for MoCap5 to do. Last year, the director of the Mayor's Fund to Advance New York City, a slush fund powered by anonymous private donors, raised at, at one of the fund's board meetings the concept of an upcoming partnership with the mayor's office. They love these public-private partnerships. And MoCap Phi just emerged uh, out of nowhere on a universal basic income project that is giving poor New Yorkers, not migrants, cash. Okay. Uh, Coxum, Wol Coxum, the founder of MoCap Phi, seems to have become part of the mayor's orbit and even provided a quote to an official City Hall press release praising Mayor Adams' founding of a new Office of Engagement. Okay, how much city cash will MoCap Phi give out, and how much will MoCap Phi be paid? Well, since they're doing their migrant deal uh, with MoCap Phi, Adams and the city have been content to allow a public misperception that this program is small and focused. They uh, claimed that it was a 500 migrant families at the Roosevelt Hotel receiving debit cards of about $1,000 a month, allowing them to buy necessities at grocery and convenience stores nearby. Uh, as the mayor said in February in response to the press, he said, we're doing a pilot project with 500 people. It's easy to conclude by that statement uh, and the mayor has not uh, disabused anyone of this thought. Okay, he he, he hasn't he hasn't corrected anyone. Uh, it's easy to to conclude that that's how this will all cost fifty three million or thereabouts. The headline figure reported in the press. No, a thousand dollars for five hundred families a month, uh, for a year. Okay, uh, if you do the math. A good time frame for a pilot is one year. That would cost $6 million, not $53 million. The city could have written and signed a contract for about that, that amount, about $6 million, a contract that allowed for a well-defined pilot program with such well-defined costs and a way to judge its results. But that's not the contract they signed. The $53 million headline figure is not the money that migrants will receive. That's the number the vendor will receive as its fee for services. Oh, now we're talking. This thing could go into the billions. Okay. They're going to issue MasterCard, blank MasterCards in bulk for 53 million bucks. That's it. Piece of the plastic in bulk. And for the service provided, Mobility Capital, MoCap Phi, not only makes money from each card it distributes, but they get a 3% fee 
on the first 50 million the city puts on the card, that's a that's 1.5 million. And that fee drops, but only slightly after the first 50 million. Okay. So I've got a list of the expenses here. And what they're going to charge is a setup fee of 125000 $250,000 annually for program management and customer support, a disbursement fee on the money for 3% on the first 50 million, 2.5% for any disbursements between 50 million and 150 million. You see, they've already built in higher numbers, and 2% for disbursements above 150 million, all the way to a trillion, right? Uh, all the way to the sky. Uh, card issuance charges are going to be $3.50 $3 a card. $3 a card for bulk orders of 1,000 or more cards, et cetera, and customer service costs to be determined. We're going to come back to this story and others after we take a short break. You're listening to Unleashed with Bruce Robertson. Stay with us, will you? God, through his grace and mercy, gave us free will. The will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. back to Unleashed, folks. This is your host, Bruce Robertson. And before we went to the break, uh, we were discussing this uh, New York City um, illegal immigrants situation where the mayor and the city of New York were uh, launched a, a program to give uh, MasterCard debit cards to uh, the, the uh, so-called migrants that they have in New York, because they have this huge problem, and uh, I, we, we, you know, we were taking apart and, and uh, we were unbundling uh, the deal a little bit. And what we were saying is that, um, you know, to sum it up, the Adams administration 
uh, Eric Adams, the mayor, and his administration with no oversight, no consultation with the city council, no public discussion. They've given the flexibility to launch a massive parallel benefits program alongside, not replacing, traditional welfare cash assistance, and for New Yorkers legally in the country long term, um, federal food stamp benefits. Okay, so it's a long time alongside alongside welfare and food stamp benefits. According to the contract, here's the sole basis of vendor selection. The vendor chosen confirmed having the capacity to operate the services provided to help and aid asylum seekers arriving to New York. They, they, the vendor has to be referred to HPD by City Hall as an existing city vendor who could offer a new and dynamic approach to addressing the ever-evolving asylum emergency. And they go on and on and on, all these glowing things about a value-driven company and, uh, you know, uh, low-income community, low-cost financial services, low-income communities of color, often excluded from banking services or products. Blah, 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 blah. But those traditional programs come with reasonable, if not fail-safe, fraud protection. They talk about, um, you know, supporting the asylum seeker, you know. And they talk about the traditional programs. They come with fraud protection. There's no fraud protection here. People have to provide eligibility for city programs, including providing identification. SNAP food stamp cards are not debit cards. They're programmed only to pay for specific items. Adam's potential multi-billion dollar debit program, by contrast, has no built-in protections. What could possibly go wrong? They can issue these cards to children. People could use them internationally if they wanted to. They're not SNAP cards, they're MasterCards. They can pay for any good services at any business merchant that accepts MasterCard. You know, restrictions are optional. Sure, the city could ask uh, MoCap5 to activate or deactivate certain merchant or spending codes, but the restrictions are not built into the contract. They're at the city's changing discretion. They can even enable cardholder consumers to withdraw, quote-unquote, consumers to withdraw cash from the cards at domestic and international ATMs. ATM withdrawal amounts per day can be restricted as required by the city, the contract reads. Should ATM access be included as part of the program, card fees will be subject to the schedule provided. Now, why would they bother to lay out a fee structure for international ATM withdrawals if the city knows it will never allow such withdrawals? Under what possible circumstance could New York City need this kind of flexibility built into a long-term pilot? You know, you got to separate the fact from the fiction here, okay? The fact is in the contract documents. The fact is in the the fees that this this no-bid contractor is being awarded for every transaction. The fiction is in the story that Mayor Eric Adams is telling the public and the taxpayers. So, you know, we're talking about New York City and all the trouble there with illegal aliens and how the Democrat solution always seems to be to throw more money at the problem instead of addressing the root of the problem. 
And then there's the ongoing trouble with our justice system. And New York is also in the headlines with that. Uh, do we have a two-tiered justice system? Was anything ever so evident to you in your life? I mean, many are saying it's a rigged system, right? I would tend to agree. There can be no doubt in my mind. It's a rigged two-tier justice system. And the, the main thing on top of the stack right now that comes to mind to, to illustrate that is um, the recent award against Donald Trump in the Southern District of New York. And Jonathan Turley, who's a great journalist, wrote a great article about this in The Hill. And uh, I got my hands on a copy of that. Uh, he said, you know, Turley said, in laying the foundation for his sweeping decision against former President Donald Trump, Judge Arthur Angeron observed, you remember that guy, right? He's the guy that was uh, putting uh, uh, naked upper body photos of himself uh, uh, in, um, you know, like bathroom selfies uh, on his, uh, on his, on his uh, uh, college uh, website or college Facebook page. <laughs> I mean, this guy's a kook. Um, but Angeron uh, observed that this is a venial sin, he said, not a mortal sin. Oh, really? Yet at $355 million, one would think that Engeron found Trump to be the source of original sin. The judgment against Trump and his family and his associates was met with a level of unrestrained celebration by many liberals in New York that bordered on the indecent. Attorney General Letitia James declared that not only would Trump be barred from doing business in New York for three years, but that the damages would come to roughly $460 million once interest was included. That makes the damages against Trump greater than the gross national product of some countries, including Micronesia. Can you imagine? Yet the court admitted not a single dollar was lost by the banks from these dealings. In fact, witnesses testified that they wanted to do more business with Trump. Trump was described as a whale client with high-yield business opportunities, and they would love to do more business with them. Undervaluing and overvaluing properties is a long-standing practice in New York real estate. I mean, every real estate developer throws a number on something, but, you know, it's understood. And there are, there are, um, there are disclaimers on the uh, financial statements that say, you know, the bank should do their own estimates. And the bank's do do their own estimates. You have to understand that no sophisticated bank in New York is going to just accept your word as to the value of a property and then just lend you money willy-nilly based on what you say it's worth. Um, and they also have to take into consideration other business considerations, like the business that is going to be run in that property and other revenues that might come in. The forms submitted by the Trump Organization clearly cautioned the banks to do their own estimates in a disclaimer. And the loans were all paid in full and on time. Yet the New York law used by Letitia James is a curiosity. 
because it doesn't require a victim. Have you ever heard of a tort law where injury was committed and there was no victim? If there's no victim, there's no crime. Indeed, that's the way our legal system works. Everybody can make ample profits and still allow for an investigation into repeated fraudulent or illegal acts. So everybody makes money. Trump does well. The banks do well. Everybody's happy. They want to keep doing business together. And then the uh, then Letitia James steps in and says, well, you know, we want to investigate repeated fraudulent or illegal acts. What planet is this person on? Having campaigned on bagging Trump on any basis, Letitia James turned the law into a virtual license to hunt him down along with his family and associates. And Judge Angeron proved to be the perfect judge for the case. The opinion itself seems almost cathartic for the judge who struggled with Trump inside and outside the court. Well, we saw that, right? He gagged Trump, told him he couldn't talk, and, and you know, threatened him and, and all sorts of stuff. Wouldn't let him testify for certain things. I mean, in the judgment, Judge Angeron fulfilled Oscar Wilde's rule that the only way to be rid of temptation is to yield to it. He ordered everything short of throwing Trump into a wood chipper. So the size of the damages is grotesque, and it should shock the conscience of any judge on appeal. Even if the Democrat-appointed judges in New York Court of Appeals were to ignore the obvious inequity and unfairness, the United States Supreme Court could intervene. You know, I mean, these guys are just... I mean, if New York wants to turn Wall Street into a remake of the Hunger Games, or if it does do that, it only has itself to blame. Um, other businesses are fleeing this state. I mean, we saw recently, you know, that other businesses are fleeing the state. For example, okay, I just, these are just a couple examples. Yeah, do you know who Grant Cardone is? Grant Cardone is a very big uh, an influential uh, real estate investor. Um, he invests money for 14,000 investors at Cardone Capital. Um, you know, and they depend on cash flow and so forth. And if he can't predict cash flow because of some regulatory rulings or because of the migrants or because he can't ev evict people, then New York City just keeps on doing things that don't allow business people to sell real estate. And, uh, and manage their real estate. So Grant Cardone came out on Twitter X and he wrote a message to his capital team and he said, Dear Cardone Capital Team, immediately discontinue all underwriting on New York City real estate. The risks outweigh the opportunities at this time. Recent political decisions will continue to deteriorate price and benefit states that don't have these challenges. So he's saying that there's other opportunities in other states. He said, focus on Texas and Florida. And that was uh, from Grant Cardone. And of course, he's a, he's a lion in the industry. But also, okay, it's not just Grant Cardone. These guys are big 
whales in 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 business okay the other guy is kevin o'leary from shark tank okay he discussed the impact of trump's fraud ruling on business owners uh and you know in new york governor kathy hochel hochel is is trying to, to dampen the fears but but o'leary uh president uh chief uh, of o'leary ventures and he's uh, Shark Tank's Mr. Wonderful, they call him, okay? Kevin O'Leary said uh, on Cavuto the other day, he was warning against anybody developing in New York in the Trump trial aftermath. He said, quote, New York was already a loser state like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policies, high taxes on competitive regulation, et cetera, he said. I would never invest in New York now after this ruling, and I'm not the only person saying that. So they're shooting themselves in their the, the foot. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, Cardone was going to put a billion dollars into New York City this year. They were going to put a billion dollars into Chicago and maybe another billion into Los Angeles. And they're not going to touch any of those now. He said, Texas, Florida, Arizona, go hard, go big, and go long. And I would have to agree with him. I mean, come on. This this New York um, uh, decision, and whether it holds or not, it gives an idea, it gives business people an inkling about how the business environment is in New York and the legal and regulatory environment. And it's likely to be very dire. It's already viewed as a hospital business environment, okay? I mean, the top end of the tax base is literally heading south as taxes and crime rise, okay? I mean, this award is just going to cause deep concerns uh, with people like uh, Letitia James. You know, she, she previously sought to disband the National Rifle Association. But, you know, she doesn't crack down on Black Lives Matter or the National Action Network of Al Sharpton despite their own major financial scandals and frauds, okay? So you can see, it's purely political, and uh, people don't like it. I mean, she gleefully uses this law to break up a major New York City corporation. Trump is synonymous with New York. He helped build New York to a large extent, okay? He's probably the most popular and most notable and visible example of success in new york and now new york is separating him from their trajectory and they're on their own i mean you know and remember remember democrat politicians like uh alexandria ocasio cortez aoc remember her campaigning against amazon when amazon was going to open a huge new facility in queens she went and, and campaigned against it. And Amazon just said, you know, Bezos and Amazon, they just said, you know what? It's not worth it. We're not going to go there. We're not going to open in New York. And that's 10,000 jobs. And you're not going to have those jobs, okay? So, I mean, they take their marbles and go home. You know, when you're dealing with these big business developers, you have to play ball. You have to do some negotiating. You can't play hardball with them. So... The only hope for New York businesses might be the U.S. Supreme Court. Despite the differences of, afforded to the states and their courts, the court has occasionally intervened to block excessive damages. And, you know, 
the the criminality bleeds through on a national level as well. And you know, I've got a whole other show uh, coming on national corruption and what's going on, and all the people that have caught been caught red-handed with no outcome or no prosecution, and uh, yet you know Trump gets gets uh, prosecuted for for not breaking any laws and not harming anybody, and nobody lost any money. And everybody agreed to to do business. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But um, now we're reaching the end of the program, folks. And uh, I I really appreciate you listening. And I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Uh, We'll be back again. The uh, Unleashed with Bruce Robertson airs every Thursday night at 7 p.m. And then it goes to podcasts, and I, I highly suggest you listen to our other hosts as well on the Unleashed program every weeknight at 7 p.m. on AmericaOutloud.news. Listen to our broadcast every weeknight at 7 p.m. We have five fantastic hosts. Yours truly is included. <laughs> and, uh, and I think you'll really enjoy it. 7 p.m. weeknights on AmericaOutloud.news. And as I always say, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is Bruce Robertson.